0: Episode 116 for November 2010. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at prices you'd find back in the 1990s. An example of their prices on the Spider-Books is Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man, number 151. This issue is written by Brian Michael Bendis, and the description says that Spidey is undergoing after-school superhero training with the Avengers, and he gets a new girlfriend. Now, the cover price, $2.99. Mail order has it for just $1.49, which is 50% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Welcome back, gang. We're finishing up your message board questions and answers on this show. Our first question is aimed at Stella, and it's a DC-related question. Blah. All right, uh, Stella, uh, the other question from Bertoni is aimed at Stella. We've heard your talk about uh, Babs and Peter a lot. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Babs and Bruce. I've been, It's been hinted at in the pre-Dick Bab days and creepingly afterward. What do you? Where do you stand? Are
1: Bab uh, Barbara Gordon and Bruce Wayne a good couple? Uh, no, I don't think that they would be a good couple. Hopefully, this is the only time I'm asked this, rather than last time I was asked. Wait, it was every question last time. month. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah. Um, I yeah, I kind of also think it's creepy because I think every partner that he takes on, uh, Bruce always has a mentoring role uh, to that person, and I think it's just. You know, it'd be very similar to Bruce and Dick slash Vic. Like it just, it, it it rubs you the wrong way, right, George? <laughs> and, uh...
2: yes. yes.
3: Yes. No, George, and that no, was your cue to purr. Know. No, not for, not for, no.
1: <laughs> no okay. Slash Vic. No, he doesn't like that. Um, and neither do I. So it just But the, yeah, my answer would be no. I I agree with you, Bertone, that it is kind of creepy, yeah. and when they were. Doing that in um, the Mystery of the Batwoman, that was a little awkward. I was just thinking, huh, what's going on here? So, okay.
0: JR, thank you for bringing the awesome on Amazing Spider-Man Classics. You, you really were funny on that show, especially when you picked on me for my steak. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, uh, is this, is this another one that was inspired by, uh, your podcast, Brad, The Crawl Space? Is this another one of the Crawl Space family of podcasts? Well,
0: w- we, uh, we've kind of teamed up, kind of. He always says in the beginning of his show, in association with The Crawl Space. Yeah. So, uh, say, I don't know if watch- I, I don't know if I inspired him, but he does a hell of a job, Mr. Johnson. Yeah, he's, yeah.
5: he's outright said that he wouldn't be doing this podcast if we it did. wasn't for The Crawl Space podcast. Nice. It's, it's so, your fault.
4: So Brad uh-huh. is thought, Brad's like the Roger Corman of podcasts. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> With a budget uh, well, Bert- of $1.95,
0: I've inspired 15 <laughs> podcasts.
4: <laughs> yeah, Bertone, thank you. Uh, you know, for those of you who may not be familiar with Amazing Spider-Man classics, uh, this, I mean, it's truly, unique. I mean, you know, we're, a lot of us sit and talk about Spider-Man. I mean, this actually goes back, and it's almost like Mystery Science Theater meets Lee Ditko, yeah. uh, although their their goal is to go beyond. But uh, basically, they look at each issue of Amazing Spider-Man, they start with the beginning, and they look at it kind of with a cynical modern eye. And and, and there are times that it it's really funny. It's John Wilson Bertone Beetle, and uh, Donovan Morgan Grant yep. and uh, the only th- the, you know and basically what had happened was uh, they asked me to be on it because basically they used up all their good guests and uh, <laughs> so they uh, so then they asked me uh, but uh, you know and, and, and Bertone is, has this weird obsession with Betty Brandt uh, you know it's it's almost like you know you almost wonder if this woman did something to him in a previous life or something because he's just absolutely almost he's almost got like a, a psychopathic rage uh, Against this poor girl, Uh, maybe it's the BB thing, for Tony Beto meets Betty Brandt, or something. And you know, it's just a uh, uh, like like Superman's LLs. Uh, But uh, no, it's 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 a lot of bandwidth. Uh, You know, it takes a while to download. But uh, I think if you if you uh, you know on any other show where I'm not on it, I think you'll really enjoy it. So uh, amazing man classics.
0: Yeah, check it out on iTunes. Uh, Also, he asked me to be on for uh, the. Episode where they review uh, Amazing 42, which is Mary Jane's first appearance. This is one of my favorites. I know. Yeah. Uh, mystery guest who just purred. Thanks for bringing the awesome period. Hope that wasn't premature. You're welcome. And uh <laughs> I can't help but do it anywhere I go. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> Noctis 7493, <laughs> the front desk of the BTO watchtower. That Bat Girl to Oracle, is that what it is? Yep. Okay, I, th- I thought he meant Wagner turner
3: Overdrive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> J.R., in the MC2 universe, Peter hung up his webs and retired from the superhero business after losing his leg during his final battle against the Green Goblin. Besides old age, what would have to occur for Peter to retire in the amazing universe? A long-term retirement, not like Brett Favre. <laughs>
4: Oh well, Brett will be retiring a little sooner than uh, expected if he uh, if he's truly been sending uh, dirty yeah. pics on his uh, phone. But anyway, uh, you know, I I I'm sorry.
0: Oh, Stella just giggled.
4: Oh, <laughs>
2: um,
4: I, I you know that's that's a really good question because yeah. you know with Peter with Peter's. Uh, The whole thing, you know, how he keeps dragging himself out of bed, basically to be Spider-Man, even when he really doesn't want to do it anymore. Uh, I think the one thing would probably be if he felt redundant. Um, There was a what-if story that actually kind of hit on that briefly. It wasn't the main thread, but uh, there was a what-if like where Stark technology was, you know, was available to everybody, and basically Peter retired because all of the cops had Stark technology. So he figured, well crap, you know, I'm not needed anymore. Uh, so he decided to retire and take care of Aunt May. Uh, which, you know, of course he came back in action, but, uh, you know, so I think if he felt redundant, he might quit. Uh, also I think, uh, if it's something worse, you know, like Mary, of course, well, not Mary Jane anymore. He's not married. <laughs> uh, but if he was still married to her and she came down with a debilitating illness, I think he might, he might retire and take care of her, but yeah, it would take him a lot. It would take a lot to get him out of that costume.
0: Uh, BD, in the near future, should Peter take Anya Aranya as the web-slinging apprentice? P.S. Thank you for paying for the bandwidth that keeps the fight club in operation. I will toast and down a cold one in your honor. Should Peter take Aranya as his web- No, I'm good. <laughs> I, really, I mean, I, 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 Reluctantly bought that book, but, uh, I didn't really care for the first Aranya book. I hope they have a new twist on her, but he doesn't need an apprentice. You know what would be interesting?
3: If, yeah. uh, if Aranya took on a sidekick and that sidekick was a bullet to her head.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Stella, I'm hoping my nephew
0: uh, work on a school paper comparing Peter's life to the lives of classical heroes, heroines in the Greek and Roman mythology. I suggested to use Peter for the topic, and we're stuck on one area. Which <laughs> classical hero or heroine would you recommend? Heroine, I'm sorry. Would you recommend? <laughs> my bad. Yikes. Heroine. Would you like rec- the
4: stuff you do with your nose, Brad. So my I maybe, bad. Oh, no, that's cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like Mountain Dew. Would you recommend to use when comparing Peter's love life?
1: Um, oh, 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 interesting, when yeah, comparing Anipus. his love life, I didn't see that, because I was thinking about this, Oh yeah. and, well, I will continue with my original thought, because I have A.P. Virgil as one of my classes, I will still say, uh, Aeneas would be a good comparison, and I think in, in many ways, Aeneas is not really a textbook hero, he, um, uh, well he cries a lot but that's more I, that's his emotion um and he uh I'm trying to think of a good word here um he hesitates in certain areas and he is not you know like a gung ho kind of guy it takes him a little while to get worked up So that's one thing, and he he obviously has dedication towards the gods and then towards his father, which I would equate to uh, Spider-Man's dedication towards Uncle Ben. As for the love life, I would still compare this to Aeneas, and originally um, Aeneas was married, and then his wife was left behind, which was a clever um, rhetorical Uh, tactic, I guess, used by Virgil so that Aeneas could really marry the future um, Lavinia and then have their descendants in Italy. Uh, But between that, he lands in Carthage in Africa. Sorry, I'll go through this really quickly. And he meets the queen, Dido. They fall in love, but then he has to leave because he's visited by Mercury and he tells him, why are you hesitating? You need to go. And then Dido basically kills herself. And I would equate this with Peter Parker's life because not necessarily the, the suicide business but just the fact that um it's almost toxic like the relationship that he seems to have now uh with um like with the heroines and uh i mean if you think about it everything all of his relationships are ending and you know they're in danger so i would i would uh compare it to that
3: good answer Stella, what about what about oedipus um <laughs> uh- he sold his marriage to the devil for his mother figure. Wow. Stella, we, have we, we still
1: got you? Yes, I'm still. Oh, there you with... are. Oh, there but... she is. For his mother, yeah, but he ended up marrying his mother. So I mean, Peter would have had to have relations. Oh, shutter well, shutter. There's, st- with there's still Aunt time
3: Anne. left in. There's still time left in brand new day. So. <laughs> oh gross!
0: It'll be brand new May. Uh, uh. <laughs> Kevin, if you put Peter in the Star Wars universe, keep his personal history and personality, take away his spider powers, and made him force sensitive. <laughs> Jesus. Would you be <laughs> would he be able to become a Jedi? If so, would he be able to become a Jedi knight, a Jedi master?
5: I am sorry, sir, but you are asking the complete wrong person this question. That's okay. uh, I'll, I'll, answer
3: I'll, I'll answer it. Oh go I'll, ahead. No, because he's uh he gives into rage way too often.
0: Oh, that's true.
3: That's good. Yeah. Yoda Yoda wouldn't take him on. He's not even keeled enough.
0: Uh next one's for George. When listening to a crawl space podcast, I occasionally embarrass myself at places like the gym or in libraries, by bursting out in laughter, have you ever embarrassed yourself by laughing out loud in public from listening to the podcast and the fight club rocks?
3: uh could you repeat the last part of that question?
0: Have you ever embarrassed yourself by laughing okay. out <laughs> no,
3: no <laughs> okay now, no. um i have uh I, whenever I am out public and I'm listening to something on the iPod and I laugh, I don't embarrass myself so much as make other people interested in what the hell am I doing. <laughs> True. So uh and uh, and uh, yes, the Fight Club does rock.
0: Mercury eighty three from Ireland. Hey all, just a good question for everyone. Which Spider Man villain do you think wouldn't or couldn't do in a movie? I say the lizard.
2: lizard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jinx! Jinx! George, who can't do a movie?
2: Um, I
0: ah, I free. It was the big wheel. The big wheel. Yeah, but you know, when he's come down the road, you gotta have Tina Turner singing, uh, Proud Mary. Mm -hmm. Big wheel, keep on turning. That'd be (laughs) fun. Stella, who wouldn't work in a movie?
1: Yeah, I agree with, um, George about Freak.
0: Yeah. Uh, JR?
4: Well, you know, it's kind of funny you mentioned the big wheel, but I'm thinking that actually some of these lame villains, because I was thinking, well, who wouldn't work? I was thinking like kangaroo, big wheel, hypno hustle, rocket racer, and I'm thinking, no, wait a minute, that would work. That would be like the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes or whatever, and, and kind of like Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man would sit and go, where do they keep coming up with these guys? Um, but the, the one villain I, I, I just couldn't see done would be Craven. I, I just, I no, I mean, I just, that the most dangerous game thing is so played out.
0: Uh, Nightwatch from Greenville, South Carolina to everyone. If you were going to donate one comic or trade from your collection to, to a charity that gives comics to kids to encourage literacy, what would it be? George, what would you give? Cause you've got, uh,
3: some young, are they cousins or are they friends of? I do. And, uh, I've got cousins. Cousins. And, okay. uh, I've, I've given them, um, the first Secret Wars trade paperback. Mm, yeah. Um, it is, it's kids safe. Um, it's interesting. It's just big, goofy superhero fun. It doesn't have any rape in it. Um, So, yeah, it's a pretty good one to give the kids. And plus, it's huge. I mean, it's a 12-issue story, and it's giant. Yeah. And uh, it's got Wolverine. It's got all the stuff the kids like in it. Spider-Man, you know, crazy stuff. Uh, Easily, the Secret Wars trade paperback. Anybody else have
0: an answer? Yeah, I would... Um, uh, Jr.
4: No, go ahead.
5: Uh, I would give them Batgirl Year One, easily. Uh, Or... Uh, Jeff Jones' very first series, Stars and Stripe, uh, starring the yes. new Stargirl. That would be, you know, that's a great all-ages type thing. It's really fun. Uh, you know, I think kids would love that, too. Jerry what were you going
4: to say? Well, I was thinking uh, f- there might be two. Um, the Actually, believe it or not, something from the One More Day era, um, or brand-new Day era, the um, – uh, I just forgot it. Spencer, what's that trade paperback you like with Venom? Oh, um, New Ways to Die. Thank you, thank yep. you. New lights to die. And the reason I say that is because it's got the Green Goblin, it's got Venom, it's got Anti Venom. I mean, I don't really like Anti Venom that much, but it's got all kinds of superhero, super villain fighting, you know. And Spencer loves it. I mean, Spencer loves it. So I'm thinking that's you know a kid would a kid would probably love that, like that. Uh, and who you know a kid wouldn't be overwrought about the whole brand new day thing like us old folks. But yeah. I'm also thinking Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man number 248 by Stern, which mm. has the uh, the kid who collected Spider Man. Uh, I think as far as, you know, showing someone that, you know, uh, if you think superhero comics are just about punching bad guys, uh, you're wrong, and you read this. And I think that Spider-Man, you know, reaching out to this this, this dying boy or whatever, I think would resonate with kids. Yeah. So. Stella, you got one?
1: Um, I would definitely agree with Kevin's assessment on the Batgirl uh, Year One. Cool. <laughs> Didn't <laughs> see uh, that I thought you would. <laughs>
0: Let's see. Uh to Stella, you've been uh, enjoying the mentor mentee relationship between Steph and Babs and Batgirl. Are there any a- young heroes in the DC verse you'd think she'd be a good teacher to?
1: Yeah, I think uh Speedy, the girl that used to be a child prostitute. I think <laughs> that <laughs> Are you serious? what's, what's she going to teach her really? Get out
3: of here. There's <laughs> a, thing,
0: a character named Speedy that was a prostitute?
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> oh. <Wow. laughs>
2: uh, okay. and she was
5: on Smallville, Brad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Is she
3: turning into Bigville?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Stella, you got the floor. I'm part
1: Okay. <laughs> um no, I was going to say if Ollie weren't her mentor, I think that um, Babs would have suited her well. Uh after reading Batgirl number 14, I feel like it'd be interesting to um have a nice relationship between batgirl supergirl and barbara i think that'd be interesting because i mean supergirl i think gets all of her intel um from superman but what about kind of a a a female relationship for her so those would be my answers
0: to jr if norman becomes like dr doom and that he remains spider-man's nemesis but will every once in a while go battle other heroes what other characters would you like to see him go up against
4: well, that's a good question. Uh, I would like to see Norman kick Steve Rogers' smug, self-righteous ass. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, I've, I've been thinking that ever since Captain America tossed him to the ground and said, here, arrest him for his crimes or something like that. And yeah. it's like, you know, I'm thinking Norman ought to get up and kick his ass. Tony Stark needs another beat down, you know, and, you know, for all that shit he pulled during Civil War. And, uh, frankly, also, I would, if Norman should take Maria Hill, strip her naked, and throw her down into a prison yard, <laughs> and wow. let have at her. I mean, after what that bitch wow. pulled in uh, Civil War with her, uh, you know, mustache twirling and driving Captain America, you know, out and putting him on the run. You know, if I were Steve Rogers, I would have said, I can't kill you. Bucky, you know, and then have Bucky Barnes, <laughs> Bucky Barnes put a bullet <laughs> in her head. You know, oh, that, that you know. I, I just can't believe. Then they've turned her, and Steve Rogers will say, "Oh, I want you to help lead the Avengers." Oh God, no. Those anyway, and that's just the start. But that's universe. why I will leave off. I,
5: Jr., have you read uh, the Invincible Iron Man arc, World's Most Wanted? That was, uh, you know, the Dark Reign. Basically, yeah, uh, I I, I, I bought it. Solid. Yeah, solid.
4: Solid.
5: that was some really good Norman versus Tony. I thought, yeah. yeah,
4: yeah.
3: I want to I want to be around whenever Jr. is reading a Norman comic. I want to see this happen. because you can just see I can just see him. When Norman's getting his ass handed to him by somebody, I can just see Jr. screaming, Get up and kick his ass!
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> get on the glider fish, and stab and him. Norman. Yeah. Huh?
0: Get on the glider and stab him through the heart.
3: Uh, Norman Osborn!
0: <laughs> spider tour 02 Gerard from New York City and his question is inspired from Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions what are your favorite and least favorite alternate versions of Spider-Man i.e. it could be 2099 Ultimate Spider-Man What If issues count oh this is easy what's yours Spider-Man
5: 2099 is easily the best for me uh, it was just freaking cool it was different but had the spirit and the Peter David era at least was really well written and the worst one is clearly, as George would call it, brand new verse Spider-Man. Yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. My vote is for the MC2 Spider-Man Spider-Girl universe. What about yours, Stella?
1: Um, I would probably agree with uh, Kevin on this one.
4: Okay. And JR?
1: Uh, I will,
4: uh, since he says what if issues count. Uh, I like the uh, the what if Peter Gillis did many years ago, where Aunt May died instead of Uncle Ben.
0: Oh, I remember uh, that.
4: It was, what if, uh, if
0: forty six?
4: <laughs> yep, it was a very good story. Everybody yeah. pretty well stayed in character, and it was it was totally logical. I mean, it was yeah. it, it, it was truly different. I mean, you know, it showed the difference in approaches that Bay and Ben would have toward parenting, uh, but you wound up kind of in the same place, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that would probably be my favorite.
3: George, you got one? Uh, my fa- my uh, my favorite alternate would probably be uh, Spider-Ham. <laughs> and um nice. and yeah, Kevin is exactly right. The the my least favorite is the is the current brand new verse.
2: Wow. Nothing to
3: like about it. Okay.
0: Uh funny K from Scotland. Hey guys, I've not had a great start to month with being ill and such. Now while I was ill I received a box set of the complete set of the Sopranos. It makes me feel hey. better. Hey, hope you feel better, Funny K. Outside of food and medicine, what makes you feel better when you're ill? I think I'm going to steal it from Dane Cook, which I know some people hate, but he says the Price Is Right has a healing effect when you're sick from work. You stay home, you watch The Price Is Right, and you instantly feel better. That's my answer. Anybody else got what cures your ills?
3: Get my freak on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anybody else? Well, the, the
5: last. It doesn't hardly even matter the TV show. If I can just lay around and watch a good TV show on DVD all day, that's. That's good enough for me.
4: Jr. something cures your yeah, illness? The, the, the last time that I really was sick, uh, and it was um, it, it actually it was the week the, uh, the Star Trek movie, the new movie with uh, the um, old Leonard and, and the new yeah. cast came out. I was feeling sick. I was sitting in the lazy boy in the basement. My wife said, I'm going to Walmart. You need anything? And I said, yes, please bring me the Star Trek movie DVD. Aww. Popped it in, watched it twice, felt a lot better.
0: Nice. Stella? What makes you feel better?
1: Sleep. Yeah. Sleep is always good. I I I mean, just in general, rest.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Nice. Uh, Mark uh, from Ballymoney, North Ireland. Wow. Wow. The worst Spider-Man story, in his opinion, is Web 22, mainly because Peter went to Belfast, Belfast, but he was drawn as being in 1945 Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me going on how the army, the terrorists, and the accent were written. <laughs> as bagora. It was, bagora as it was a, f- a place to me back then. It was dreadful and stopped me reading it for a while. I truly believe that this comic kept the troubles going until Bill Clinton flew over and stopped the fighting with his warm smile. <laughs> 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 awesome. What, in the panel's opinion, is the worst depiction of a real-world place in comics? The one that makes you want to throw something at the writer and the artist for getting it wrongly done. Love the show. Thank you all for your hard work and laughter. George, you, for the Fight Clubs, you have to pick locations, so
3: I think you I do. What, what's what's one that uh, they just can't nail it down in comics? Um, Marvel has this problem more than DC does, um, though DC... I think does a little bit better job at it. Marvel absolutely does not have a good grip on the West Coast.
2: <laughs>
3: they don't. I mean, if you ever look at, at Marvel trying to do LA or Hollywood, it, it feels empty. Because it, it, honestly, I think it's because, and this is through history, and I think m- mostly it's because they're based in New York. Most yeah. of these people are in the Northeast. Um so they don't, and, and New York is completely, is laid out completely differently than Los Angeles. So stories that are usually set in California, I mean, it's usually, it's usually a lot more jarring. It's not as bad as it used to be. Like you can pick up like stuff in the 70s and 80s and you're like, oh, okay, they're in LA. You'd never know it. It didn't look anything like it, but, (laughs) um, but it's never made me want to hit somebody. I mean, there's other legitimate reasons to want to throw something at writers. Um, and you know, having an artist screw up the location isn't it. Anybody, can anybody name an issue that uh, they just screwed up
0: with?
5: Well, you know, it's not something that pisses me off, but something I found interesting mm-hmm. uh, when I went to New York this past weekend was where I, where I was staying, I was told, was Hell's Kitchen. Mm. And I thought to myself, have any of the Daredevil artists ever actually seen Hell's Kitchen? Because it looks jack shit like anything in the Daredevil comics, and at no point while I was around it's not, there. It's
0: not run down or anything like that?
5: At no point when I was around there did I feel like I needed Daredevil to come swing in and help me. Huh. Um, now I'm not going to say I'm an expert on the place now, just from having been there and walked several blocks around. But from what I saw, like this is Hell's Kitchen. I was shocked when somebody told me that.
3: <laughs> um, Remember though, when when Hell's Kitchen and Daredevil is established, it's it, it was a long, long, long time ago.
5: Yeah, and that's I think kind of the point is they haven't updated with the times. Right, I think we're still we're still seeing Hell's Kitchen from maybe the '70s or the '60s in the comic yeah. books, and these days it's like, well, Tab Square is right there.
0: Yeah. Mm. Uh, good question. That was a good
4: one. Uh, I, I want to oh, Jump in real real quick. First of all, uh, Mark Smith, uh, if you could, after you listen to this podcast, if you could write a little bit more detail on what you thought was wrong with Peter David's portrayal of. Ireland or Belfast, because all I know about the IRA in Belfast and everything like that is either what I see on 60 Minutes or what gets dramatized in uh, one of those Harrison Ford uh, Jack Ryan <laughs> movies. Okay, <laughs> when I was one of my Spidey kicks articles, I got, there, there was someone who is a Hindu wrote me a, a nasty gram because I compared the what I consider the high school you know class system, you know the jocks, the nerds, whatever. With the Hindu caste system, he got all over my case about that. How could I possibly compare those or whatever? And and that my understanding was completely out of date. So I said, well, here's how I understand the Hindu caste system from what I was taught in school and social studies. So I said, are you saying this doesn't exist? He said, well, it does exist, but everybody, you know. <laughs> and, and it's like, but okay, I, I'll admit, what do I have wrong? You know, yeah. is it an outdated perspective? I mean, it just, and it really got me that he got mad, but he didn't tell me what was wrong about my perspective. So, yeah. Marksmas, if you have a little time, I'd, I'd be curious to, to, to see your opinion on yeah. what you, what, what you think, uh, uh, Peter, I think Peter, did Peter David write that one? I'm not sure. Or, or was or it Michelinia? Um, that was when, that was when Spidey was traveling all these countries and then, yeah. you know, or Peter was, and Spider-Man would show up and nobody would put two and two together. So, right. anyway. That's all I wanted to uh, add. Next
0: one, Berserk Fury 819. Uh, <laughs> aiming it at Stella and myself, what is your favorite Spider-Man video game? His is uh, Spider-Man uh, 1 for the PS1 and the N64. Stella, what's your fave?
1: I would agree with that one. I think um, it was probably my first one, and you really can never touch like your first loves. So I think definitely that will always have a special place in my heart.
0: Gotcha. I'm going to go with Shattered Dimensions. I Ooh, okay. I really really like it a lot. I I put that on my Facebook a couple of days ago, and people were like, "I I hate the camera and I hate the glitches, etc." But I I love the voice acting. I love the action of it. It's a Spider-Man's Wet Dream a video game. It's got every the what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard me. Uh But I, I'm giving it a solid A. I just really really enjoy it and. To go back to a previous, uh, JR, Web of Spider-Man 22 was written by Jim Shooter. Oh. And written, uh. <laughs> it, he, actually he plotted it and the writer was Lynn Kaminsky. Okay. And Mark Silvestri penciled it. So. Mm. Uh, let's see. Kevin, what superhero doesn't currently have his or her own series that you think should? Uh, definitely Manhunter, the current one, Kate Spencer,
5: who's, uh, been featured a bit in what is it, Batman Streets of Gotham, but you really, I think I said this when somebody asked me if I was the publisher of something, what would I do? I would chain Mark Andreyko to a desk and make him write Manhunter <laughs> comics for the rest of his life. Yeah. And if there was any way in hell I could get Jeff Johns to do another Stargirl ongoing series, that
0: would be fantastic, too. Nice uh jr i know you have a soft spot for zombies oh zombie flicks are you planning on watching the walking dead on the mc
4: uh well i i certainly hope to get a chance to at least sample the first episode or two uh i do like i I like horror flicks and uh although zombies unfortunately it's almost like a lazy way of doing a post-apocalyptic flick but uh this is a critically acclaimed uh graphic or comic series by uh uh robert 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 kirkman yeah and uh, the only thing is, AMC just bitterly disappointed me when they when they did their take on The Prisoner. Yeah. Oh, that was such a letdown. So, I, AMC's kind of on probation with me. But uh, you know, if I, if if I can wrest the control of the TV from my son for a while, uh, I may <laughs> give it a chance.
0: Nice. I've never read The Walking Dead, but I think it, it uh, looks promising uh anyone else excited for the walking dead yes we all are stella if you could pick a weakness in gail simon oh sorry lady spider paradise island is asking a question to stella if you could pick a weakness
1: sorry i uh, know isn't that the comic book
0: i don't know paradise, paradise island, paradise island? Paradise isn't that where island. wonder woman's from oh okay. yeah got it got it
1: yeah
0: oh okay uh what's a weakness in gail simone's writing
1: Um, that's hard to say. Uh, She's, in general, a strong writer, so the problem that I'm having with her right now is that I think she really wants people to like Hawk, and he annoys the crap out of me. (laughs) I think that's my weakness right there.
0: Same question to Kevin, only spotlighting Jeff Johns' weakness.
5: Lately, I would say it's ultraviolence. If you listen to the Jeff Johns podcast, it seems I've complained three or four times on recent comics that, you know, this shit didn't need to be on panel. I don't know why he's doing that, but it's kind of bugging me.
0: Yeah. J.R., what about Peter David's weakness?
4: First of all, I, I I'm not a writer, so I couldn't no. possibly pinpoint you know, I couldn't possibly pinpoint a writer's weakness, because uh, partic- I think Peter David's a good a very good writer. His license, I mean, he knocks like Star Trek out of the yes. park, for example, and he's done very good Spider-Man. The only thing I would say is having read some of his original material, and I just read one. I haven't read Sex and Violence or Fallen Angel. I read something called Spy Boy. I think it was Spy Boy that he did, and it was like you know you are having a lot more fun writing this. Than I am reading this. Uh, but, you know, that's, again, that's just on one um, one work. Uh, I, I'm really not qualified to, to judge him as a writer.
0: I would say all writers, but specifically Peter David's problem, is that he often has to deal with a uh, number two or number three title in a big old crossover, hence, X-Factor and Spider-Man with the other I, – I, I if he was the main writer on the book, I think he'd knock it out of the park where the other guys would have to follow him. I just think he always has to pick up where the other guys lead, and I think when he's left on a book, just go where you want. I think that's Peter David's strong part. But I'll tell you what, he's
5: done a fantastic job at handling that with the current X-Factor series. Every yeah. time he has to do a tie-in, he makes it serve the freaking book.
0: But I think his Spider-Man with the other thing was just lackluster. I, I would agree. Yeah,
5: and that was that was not only that crossover though; it was every other month there was some life-changing event, exactly. amazing. He had to catch up with. Yeah,
0: I just wish he had free reign. Uh, George, if you could write a trilogy series of GI Joe movies, how would it play out?
3: <laughs> uh, part one would be the intro where we meet GI Joe Cobra, and Cobra would be fighting Destro and GI Joe. Wow. Uh, after GI Joe defeats both of them, Cobra and Destro join forces. Uh for the middle movie I would introduce Zartan and the October Guard, the Joes and the October Guard would be fighting Cobra. Uh right. keep in mind that's Cobra and Destro together. Uh but then the tensions would start to rise between Cobra and Destro, leading to uh the third movie, the finale, where we have the culmination of the Storm Shadow Snake Eyes, Zartan storyline, uh and the alliance of Cobra and Destro starts to crumble, letting the Joes win.
4: Shit, I would watch that. <laughs> Holy cow.
2: <laughs> I
3: agree. <laughs> Bravo.
0: <you>. <laughs> Holy cow. Stella, who would win in a fight between Cassandra Cain
1: and Stephanie Brown? You know, this is, like, really a terrible question to ask me. You're pitting me against all the – I could either make friends or lose friends. It's really terrible. But in the sake of all, I mean, brains, what's going to happen – uh, as in my brains, so let's think about this seriously. It's going to be Cassandra Kane because she has more skills uh, martial art-wise than Stephanie. So there you go, Donovan and Noctis. You got the answer that uh, you were looking for.
3: Did you vote in the fight club that we had for
1: that? No, I, I didn't know there was one. <laughs> Dude, uh, not cool. Wow.
0: <laughs> Heartburn from Canada. My question to George Behrman, Mortal Kombat, a tournament of champions, but instead of fighting for the title of being champion, you're fighting for the last copy of Amazing Fantasy 15 signed by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. Who on the podcast would win and hold the prize in the end? Extra points for how the epic battle would go
3: down. George, what do you think? Stella would win. Um, because really? well, yeah, because women are uh, are just devious and manipulative that way. Oh <laughs> oh, 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 no, no. Oh. Oh. no I can't. Wow, wow. What would happen is that Stella would would, would probably partner up with the strongest one. Uh, I am the strongest one. But she would (laughs) partner up with me or or somebody equally either clever or or devious. But she would basically sit back and let everybody else fight themselves. And and then once it had been whittled down to just a few people, then she would uh, backstab somebody and she would ultimately win. Wow. If Stella Stella weren't here, I would win. Uh, Steve Rogers, New York City, George, give us a good trick-or-treat or Halloween costume story. <clears throat> okay, uh, who remembers the facts of life? You take the good, you take, take the, the, bad. the bad. Yeah. Yep. 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 All right, uh, remember Blair? Yep.
2: Yeah. Lisa Welchel. Blair,
3: Blair grew up uh, in Texas, and uh, before she became a mega superstar, I actually trick-or-treated and uh, had her hand out candy to me. <gasps> That's cool. And I had a giant crush on her because she was like a lot older than me but still young, and I was like a little kid. And she was like blonde and cute, and I was like, oh my god, um, she's just like awesome. And I just nice. wanted to sit here. For, and she was dressed like a cat, and I, as a kid, even as a toddler, I thought that was sexy. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Kevin, was this past weekend your first time in New York ever? And did you have any thoughts to go on a Spider Man tour of such places like Forest Hills, Astoria, etc.? It was my first time in New York
5: City. Uh, that would have been awesome. I would have had to have. A great tour guide because I had really no idea where the markers for different places I've heard of in New York began and ended. Like I said, somebody had to tell me I was apparently in Hell's Kitchen. Like, how did you tell? I didn't see a sign. Yeah,
0: Jr. A 1978 Spidey head as a radio toy got me wondering what cool Spider-Man related toys and stuff like the radio did you have growing up?
4: In other words, what, is, what it does what old people play with? Uh, we drew on the caves, a goblin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, not not mu- not much, not as much as you might think. For one, because when I was a little kid, uh, you know, we didn't have toys. We didn't have. I mean, really, there wasn't Toys R Us. I lived in a small town. Uh, we didn't get outside the county much, uh, <laughs> and, uh, any money that I did have, uh, or any request I had typically went to, uh, Star Trek collectibles. Hmm. Uh, I had a, I had a squirt gun and either my brother or myself had me had a Mego Spidey. But really that was, I didn't really start buying Spider-Man stuff until I was, uh, actually out of college and, and working.
0: Nice. Uh Brad, is Ava going to trick-or-treat this year? If so, what is her undoubtedly cute little costume going to be? She's got two costumes. The first one, she's going to be a little ladybug, which <laughs> is very cute. It's a little onesie. We've already bought that. The other one, I haven't bought yet, but I'm going to plan on doing it, and I need to get my order in pretty quick. This year, Marvel has released a Spider-Man onesie. That has a little Spider-Man hat. I know, I know there's a little boy in the picture on the website, but I don't care. She can be Mm Spider-Girl. So I'm going to buy that for her. And we're not going to go door to door with a three month old, but, uh, we, uh, she'll, she'll get some milk. She'll trick or treat for some milk. Uh, TNR 105 from New Jersey. Brad, other than the Spider-Man onesie, what was Baby Crawlspace's first exposure to Spider-Man? Uh, probably in the, uh, the delivery room when the crawl space was on the laptop. (laughs) Nice. What has been the most worthwhile thing to come out since one more day? I don't know. I mean, I thought that, uh, the grim hunt storyline was really good. Uh, That was solid. Uh, uh, Kevin, are we ever going to get a GI, uh, 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 Jeff Johns interview on the Jeff Johns podcast? I would love to.
5: It's a matter of them scheduling it. I, I was really hoping at uh, New York Comic Con to at least get a clip of, you know, like an intro him saying like I'm Jeff Johns and this is the Jeff Johns podcast. But
0: I didn't get to talk to him at all. No. Oh. And who's better friend, Hal Jordan, Barry Allen, or Oliver Queen?
5: I don't feel like I'm qualified to say. Most of my exposure to Hal Jordan has really been the Jeff Johns era and. Uh, Ollie has been in like one issue, and Barry was just resurrected, so I I don't want to I don't want to pretend to be an authority. But also I want to give props to TNR 105's awesome Bucky Cap and Black Widow avatar. I like that couple, and that's a cool piece of art. Well done, sir.
0: Nice. Uh Let's see, Stella. Whenever someone goes on an expletive-filled rant on the Oof. podcast, your reaction is usually Wow or Gosh. What is something that you hate so much that it would make you scream the famous seven naughty words?
1: Huh? Huh? Um, No, I I usually just get really upset at myself and like in my head I I call myself really bad names. Uh, So I think that would be, you know, that's the thing. Or if in general something goes wrong, you know, I just think, oh, you know. But I never say them out loud. And yeah. Okay.
0: And why do you think uh, Betty Kane never got any love? (laughs) What does that mean? Uh, uh, well, Girl. because,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, she was the first Batgirl, and, I mean, she only lasted for two issues, but, you know, the next one was the one that we all took to, Barbara Gordon. And I think the main reason was because uh, Batgirl, Betty Kane's mere purpose in life was to prove that uh, Dick Grayson and Bruce Wayne were not having a relationship. So I think since that was her only, I mean, her only, I guess, task and, you know, it's just like this, this love thing. She didn't really have too much of a backstory. She didn't have um, many strengths. And I think the next one, you know, Barbara Gordon does. She has all these um, uh, great characteristics and strengths. And I do admit that if we were to continue in the 60s with something like um, – Batgirls costume cut-ups. If every issue were like that, then we would probably not have a Barbara Gordon today. But I think because she is such a strong character, that's why she has lasted. Okay,
0: George, would Flash Thompson be a suitable choice for the next Venom, or would you stick to the status quo after the great issue marking his return? You hate Venom, don't
3: you, George? I think I think the the most suitable choice uh, for the next Venom is a bullet in the head. <laughs> Um, after that, uh, if, if, if we must have to, if we must have a Venom, just let it be Eddie Brock. Yeah. Just let it be Eddie Brock and give him, give him a new stick, other than making him the Spider-Man version of Cookie Monster going around,
2: this
3: is for Spider-Brains, that's good enough for me. Give him something (laughs) else to freaking do. (laughs) Uh, JR, what
0: is your opinion on the non-Osborn goblins, such as Bart Hamilton and Phil Urich?
4: Uh, you know, Bart Hamilton had some potential. Uh I like the fact that he, Harry is okay, but you know, Harry's not a, a psychotic criminal. Harry's a messed up kid. Uh unless of course you read Kevin Cushing's uh, uh Carl <laughs> Space. But um, so I kinda like to see I, I, I like the idea of somebody else being the goblin, but in retrospect now I'm glad he was a one and done because I'm glad to have Norman back. Uh Phil Urich, you know, believe it or not, I liked that Green Goblin I did series. Too. I liked it, uh, Tom DeFalco wrote it. The, uh, I, I, the thing is, he tried to write young people speak, and that was just grating. I just really couldn't stand it when he would try to, you know, I don't know if young people would talk like that or ever did, but that was kind of grating. But I liked the fact that Phil was a typical teenager who found this superhero stuff and didn't know what the hell to do with it. <laughs> so, you know, so instead of a scientist in training, so.
0: Venomaniac from over there. Kevin, it seems to me that the current Spider Man regime has made so many missteps among the fan base that they may never be forgiven and never give their audience get their audience back. Even if big time turns out to be incredible, agree or
5: disagree.
2: <laughs>
0: well, that's a tough question to answer since Big Time's not going to be incredible. Um
5: we've seen the previews already and damn. Um, but for the for the most part it depends on, you know, this hardcore fan base of us. Yeah, they've pissed off. I mean, they still have An opportunity to get other people in, maybe, that haven't cared enough to this point. But I just, I don't think big time is going to be incredible. I mean, we've seen the Hobgoblin art, for fuck's
0: sake. Yeah. (laughs) Brad and Stella, have you ever played the Metroid games? I have not. I have not either. I'm sorry. JR, do you think the Green Goblin in pop culture is not the Green Goblin of the comics, with the aspects that made him great? For that matter, do you think that the idea of Spider-Man in pop culture is not the Spider-Man of the comics without the aspects that make him great?
4: Uh, Well, you know, to be honest, um, really, pop culture kind of takes and simplifies and strains out, you know, and, uh, you know, we kind of get a generic version. I mean, everybody knows who Spider-Man is or kind of has an idea why he became Spider-Man. But, you know, pop culture, I mean, most people really don't get Spider-Man like we do. I mean, we're mm-hmm. the geeks, we're the nerds. You know, we get him. The rest of them see him as something amusing and something maybe cool in a movie. The Green Goblin is, is even more so. I mean, nobody really nobody really knows the psychology, you know, out there mostly knows the psychology of Norman Osborn. Uh, but that's that's kind of the way it is with anything. The, I mean, the fans understand it. The fans can recite it by rote. Uh, most, you know, the, the general public says, oh, that's cool. But they don't go much deeper than that. That's yeah. with everything. Uh, Brad, any plans
0: to have Tom DeFalco back on the podcast? Um, if he has something big with Spider-Man related coming out, sure. Uh, he's He's been on a lot. There's a lot of episodes with Tom DeFalco. I'd, I'd prefer to get some other new blood on the show. But Tom is a great interviewer and a great guy. So he yes. is always welcome. George. You know, one thing
5: I wanted to uh, note, though, that I'd forgotten to say about New York Comic Con in relation to Tom
2: Defalco—something
5: uh-huh. I thought our listeners would get a kick out of—when uh, when a fan asked Tom Defalco what he thinks Baby May's status might be in current continuity, Tom Defalco exasperatedly said, "I can't even figure out what Marvel continuity is anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no one can, and that's why there's no interest for ASM right now." <laughs> Tom DeFalco is just a, a fun guy. I like him a lot.
2: Yeah.
3: George, what do you think
0: are the best aspects of Peter Parker? And from what you've read of Brand New Day, what have they gotten right about him? And what have they gotten wrong?
3: Um, the fact, the never quitting in face of adversity, even though sometimes he's tempted to, but he's, he always keeps going. I mean, there's been so many times where it's, and, and it's just like that one issue. Wh- which one is it? Is it 38 where he's trapped under all the, uh, all the steel? Or is it 33. You know, when Doc Rock is trapped at the bottom of the river? For me, that's my favorite. That's like the seminal Spider-Man moment. And unfortunately, they can't leave it alone, and they keep trying to ape it. Mm. But when, when he's trapped, and he's like, you know what? It'd be so easy just to give up, fall down, and let this crap crush me. But, you know, I've, I can't. i got to go on. Aunt May needs me, yada, yada. And, he, and he you know, he overcomes it. Oh, and then, he, you know, he's injured and then goes on and fights like, what, a dozen guys. Um that to me is, is Spider Man. The, the just that is the that is the boy that, that Ben and Make Parker raised. Um, the new Spider Man, the brand new verse Spider Man, is selfish, childish, immature, irresponsible, and has little at all to do with with the actual Spider Man, other than that he makes jokes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they've turned him into a perpetual loser. It's depr- I tell you what, when, when I, re- when I went back and sat down and read all that brand new verse crap, once my friend gave it to me, it, it was depressing to read that. And I knew I wouldn't like it just because of, of what I knew was going to be changed in it. But as I'm reading it, I'm like, there's- it's like the writers don't ever want him to win. It's like they- he just has to lose all the time. He's always- or the moments where he does win, it's usually somebody else's fault. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I'm just there it's depressing. I don't think anybody there writing Spider Man actually gets the freaking character at all. From editor on down.
4: I, I think I have to, I think this was the great Kevin Cushing that said this, and I think <laughs> it, it sums up exactly what you said, George. There's a difference between being a loser and a stupid, creepy loser. And <laughs> I think that's that I think that nails it.
0: Yeah. All right. This next one's about the press. I'll hit this one. How come one mother can scream
4: at a bikini-clad
0: MJ and get press, but when the entire comic community yells that there is too much rape in comics, there's no press? Uh, I think the MJ one was because it was a smaller market and it was also a slow news day. Yeah. Uh, as far as rape, it's a common, uh, storytelling element you see in Law and Order. You see it everywhere in entertainment. It's, it's, uh, and you also don't have any, any mother that's just ticked about it. Because well, I don't I mean I, I you don't have the uh, the storytelling aspect from a news perspective where you, you put uh, a pissed off mom and her little kids reading Spider Man. You don't have that. I don't I don't see anybody really ticked that's going calling up their local news station and saying, You know what? Look what I found.
3: Gonna, the difference yeah.
5: is the mother called the media. We complain on message boards. Huge
3: difference. Yes, exactly. You know what though, can I, can I say something on that yeah, real quick? Go ahead. On the, on the, um, on the rape thing. I'm gonna call Marvel out as a bunch of cowards right, right now. Oh man. Right here on this podcast, I'm calling Waseda a coward, Brevard a coward. Um, if you're gonna let all this rape happen, have it happen to dudes.
1: <laughs> I'm
3: okay. going I'm calling you out. Yeah, we've got Why? plenty of prisons in the Marvel universe. You wow. really, you really wanna, you really wanna double down on the rape guys? Have some dudes get right. Because they never do that. It's always just girls. It's always girls, etc. And that makes you that makes you think, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah. Uh Spider Plumber with his tattoo
0: on his arm from Joe Jusco. Oak Bank, Manitoba, Canada. I'm in order to interest the interest of time, I'm aiming at these at individuals, not the whole panel. What would it take for you to all out quit collecting comics and trades? I don't mean losing my job or anything like that. I mean, what would the industry have to do to piss each of you off that much? Uh, Stella,
1: <laughs> how would you quit? Um, I don't think it's gonna be an all all at the same time uh, shot unless like there was just this terrible insult that was waylaid and I really felt personally affected. Um, I just drop them when I'm like, this is not good and I'm not enjoying it. When I'm not enjoying a comic, I'm not gonna pay for it.
0: Uh, have any of you ever listened to the podcast from the Pendant Productions? I don't consider them to be any competition of yours because they are a different type of podcast. Kevin and Michael Bailey would probably be interested most of all. Kevin, have you heard of that one? I've,
5: uh, not heard them, but I've heard several people on the boards mention them. No, hmm. I don't, I don't, really, I'm not that interested.
0: I mentioned it in a thread, but now I'm throwing it out there. Spider Jeopardy number two. I challenge you all. Yes, Spider Jeopardy. The third <laughs> the third annual is happening next month with Bertoni. I thought it was only the second one. No, June. Jo- when did we do two? Stella I, I hosted one. And okay. Ste- Stella won, and then Bertoni did year two. And I'd year forgotten two. about the
5: one that you hosted. I got you.
1: Yeah, no. I remember the speech bubble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> he said they're going to be easier this year and Everyone gets multiple choice, is what I
3: understand. Ooh! Some of them, some of them,
2: <laughs> oh, I, that's
3: that's easy easy get, I didn't even get. I didn't even get multiple me? choice. I mean, Way come on. Phone it in <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I could be misspoken. He may change his rules next month. Oh, but that's man. what I understand. Waited. This 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 ruins everything. Oh my god!
0: Uh Greg oh god. XB from New York. Uh, first and foremost, Kevin, it was great to meet you at the con. I really hope the rest of you get together at a con sometime. I do, too. That would be fun. J.R., two questions. Uh, for the last couple of years, we've heard a lot of Norman, but very little of the Green Goblin. We had Norman being Norman and the Iron Patriot, but I really miss his iconic alter ego. How do you feel about the lack of the Goblin?
4: It hasn't bothered me yet because the, uh, the villain is Norman Osborn. The Green Goblin is a manifestation of the evil that lurks within Norman Osborn. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm ready to see the Goblin sometime soon, but uh, I'm not worried that I haven't seen him in a while.
0: It was really powerful, I thought, when he uh, pulled the mask out and the Thunderbolts. It just went apeshit. I thought that was awesome. That was cool. Yeah. And also to JR, aside from Gobby and the Doc Ock, Goblin Kingpin, or Venom, or which of these... Asi- Wait a minute. And aside from the Goblin, Doc Ock, Goblin Kingpin, or Venom... Which of the existing villains do you think has the potential to really step up to be the next real main villain for Spidey?
4: Um, well, I'm, I sound like a broken record on this because everyone always, a lot of people ask me what my favorite, you know, B villain is and it's always Mysterio. Uh, because I think Mysterio, because you know he has the ability to fool with you or screw with your mind in a completely different way than say Norman Osborn does. You know, Mysterio makes you see things that aren't there. You know, it's just uh, in his ability with you know what he can do with hallucinations and everything like that. He can he can drive a man crazy. Um, I I I think Mysterio, I, I, Mysterio has really yet to be written very well. I agree. So.
3: It so damn sure didn't just happen in uh, Origin of the Species.
4: He got bitch slapped, didn't he,
0: in one panel. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah.
3: Stella, aside from
0: Eddie Brock, who do you think would make an interesting next host for the uh, Venom symbiote?
1: Um, well, besides Aunt May, um, <laughs> 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 no, it'd be interesting to have this crazy turn uh, for Carly, perhaps. But I don't know if that's just an awful idea. Who knows? Hmm. It might be not bad, so long as she dies. Wow. With a bullet in the head. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: George, been enjoying your reviews it's a brand new day. Hell, you had the stomach to read crap that I wouldn't. Any more coming
3: soon? No, because it, it got too depressing to write about it. Reading it was bad enough, but then continually writing about it was even harder. At first it was kind of cathartic. It was like, you know, you were getting some of this out because, you know, I, I've liked Spider-Man since 75. I was three years old. Um, it's it is as a fan. It is excruciatingly hard for me to see what's being done to the character now, and seeing how badly he's being handled. Um, and I just that's uh, it's I can't do those reviews anymore just because I get too I get too down about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Was there any that you liked? Um, the story. <laughs> who was it? Was it uh, was it Wells? I I can't remember now. Did, did the story with uh, with the enforcers that came back? And there's yeah. that gambling story. Mm-hmm. There were moments of that story that actually made me laugh out loud. I couldn't, I couldn't list them back to you, right. but there were there were moments of that story that I actually really liked. Uh, last question
0: is to me: How'd you like Shattered Dimensions? And would you like the ne- what would you like the next Spider-Man game to be? I loved it. I give it an A. Um, you can make a sequel to Shattered Dimensions if you want. Well, I don't think he has that many alternate realities to play with, but. Uh, I don't know, I just really like this one. Maybe more, if you want to do a straight-on Spider-Man game, uh, just take the amazing aspect of that game and have Neil Patrick Harris come back and voice him and uh, just have an adventure with that and include Norman in it. There was no goblin, not enough goblin for me. Uh, amazing fantasy 15 from burlington north carolina george although i admit that fight club in all its forms has pretty much taken over the internet and rightly yes. so yes. i must say that i missed the spider-man friday night fights i do too and
3: oh. any chance of seeing them return
2: i love um, the,
3: i love the friday night fights also the, the the main problem is is that that is very time consuming for me um and i don't have that kind of time anymore not right now um it may return someday it may return in an abbreviated form on the message boards as a feature like you know, or maybe I can do it on the message board and then link it from the front page
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, it may so it may return like an abbreviated quicker form that may be a possibility for right now though I mean I just don't have enough time there's not if I won the lottery tomorrow and I have nothing but free time forever um sure yeah yeah i 'll do i 'll do one a day but uh <laughs> But, yeah, um, right now, I just don't have enough time. Kevin, in
0: honor of the upcoming Halloween season, what is your favorite horror movie or comedy, horror comedy movie, and why? I don't really do a lot of horror movies, especially not modern ones. I like the old ones,
5: uh, but the Halloween-themed movie I'll watch a lot of years is The Crow, mm. Okay. which is not a horror movie, but it's, it's a very Halloween-themed movie. <laughs>
0: And he says, "Thanks for all the work that you guys do to paraphrase, Mr. Frank Costanza. The crawl space is the place to be. Keep up the great work. Thank you, sir." Uh, Persian spider from Tehran uh, to JR. Have you ever thought about editing the Norman Osborn page on Wikipedia? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> to Stella, who will win the fight between Batgirl and Spider Girl? Oh man. Oh, is that in the Fight
1: Club?
3: No, we haven't done that yet, but that would be a good one. Who, oh, okay, who would? Well, win?
1: my question is this: Is this the fake uh, ripoff Spider Girl that is presently <laughs> in the book, or is Aranya. this the? Oh uh, yes, or is this May Parker? And which Batgirl are we talking about? So, <laughs> Good <laughs> grief. Profiting. I know, right? Yeah, this so is like if, ten
5: different fight possibilities.
2: Here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll
1: just go Stephanie Brown Batgirl and we'll say Aranya. Mm-hmm. I think that Stephanie will probably be able to kick Aranya's butt only because Aranya seems like, in my opinion, an airhead. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know what? Maybe, maybe we'll do this for uh, DC... Uh... That'd be a good and one. Club today. Make it Mayday okay. Parker though. No, I'm making yeah. it, if it's Batgirl, uh, I'm making it, uh, I'm making it Cassandra Kane because I really want Aranya's ass kicked. Okay.
2: Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I that think would happen. It's uh,
3: Steph versus May. That would be the best that'd one. That'd be fun. That's uh, too, that's, that's tough. Alright. See? Don't you want Talks to? Good. Huh?
1: <laughs> I thought you wanted close calls.
3: Yeah, but I don't, I, you know what I want even more? I want to see Aranya humiliated and to oh. take a bullet. <laughs> um, so. Next one is, uh, the proto goblin, no relation to JR.
0: Oh For, gosh. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of Norman Osborn seemingly ever increasing status as the pimp of the Marvel Universe. After all, no one can deny that the guy has been getting around a lot lately, whether he's banging Lily or destroying the reputation of Marvel's so-called virgin princess Gwen Stacy. Now, wasn't there some chick from Revenge of the Goblin who's supposed to be his lover as well? What do you guys think? What JR, what do you think is the... Uh, natural evolution of the character. Does it work for Norman as a character, and could he give Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark a run for their money as the pimp of the Marvel Universe?
2: <laughs> oh,
0: Everybody wants a piece of that goblin pie,
2: baby.
4: I'm not really going to address this. Um, blow, or uh, I was going to say blow for blow, but that sounded pretty bad. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs>
2: Um, I mean, he's he's. Uh, I
4: have I have very mixed feelings about Norman's sexuality
2: because. <laughs> you know, it's all. It, just, it just keeps getting better, man.
4: <laughs> you think he's gay? No, 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 no. Uh, I think I've always thought I've always the way I've always interpreted Norman Osborne is that he has a pathological hatred of women, just okay. absolute, just despises them. Um, the the thing with Emily, his wife, and Colina, the nurse, you're referring to, and even Gwen Stacy, I think uh, those were honest moments because each of those moments was a time when Norman was at a very weak point. Uh, with Emily, he was he was probably we don't know a whole lot about, it, but I'm speculating, you know, his father was dead, his mother was probably dead, he was alone, he was broke, you know, and he was very vulnerable at the time. And she kind of took him up as a lost cause in a way, kind of like Gwen Stacy did Peter Parker. Uh, Colina, the nurse, was after he was trying to recover from, uh, you know, being a lunatic after a result of the. Um, gathering of five and even gwen he was having headaches he thought he was going to die he was wondering how harry would survive without him that's to me that's that's kind of when you can get into norman osborne's heart but the rest of this stuff i really have a problem with because i just can't see him although a psychotic can hate women and still have sex with women yeah. So but I again this this isn't really something I can address briefly. Uh maybe I'll maybe I'll write an article about it. Because, hey, hey Jr. Are
3: are you saying that Norman is then or isn't since he hates women uh, using sex as a weapon?
4: <laughs> Norman would use sex as a he weapon. He would, wouldn't he? He is the uh, yeah. type he is the type who would use it as an instrument of power. He wouldn't use it because he enjoys getting his goblin rocks off. <laughs> <laughs> It would be the way of expressing his dominance and control. Yeah. I own nice. you, Nick. That's how Personally. you know, like with, like with Lily Hollister and the baby. That's Norman's way of saying I own you. You know, you uh, you may have found my stuff, you may have the powers, but I own you. So. But it, uh, whatever. I've already said too
0: That's a good one, Jr. I like that one. Six, 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 six and a half for, from California. Uh, George, if the Spider-Man crawl space went through a gritty, dark reboot, what would the end result be?
3: Um, it would end up like uh, like the end of Watchmen, and I would be Ozymandias, and every and I would make everybody realize, yeah, I've got to kill Spidey, dude, and I have to destroy the Earth to save it. <laughs> Um,
0: this is for Stella as someone who is entering the real world, moving out working full time. Do you have any advice?
1: um <laughs> or well, first through the
0: same steps.
1: Oh, yeah, well, I didn't have anywhere to live for you know uh, um at least two weeks and, I, and then I found a, a basement in which to live, and now I'm in a townhouse of a previous professor who is away on sabbatical. so first thing is to have good connections. The second thing is, um, I think that, I mean, Hopefully in your workplace you make connections there as well because it's a very lonely thing to be moved out and away from that everybody else and it's a good I mean it's healthy emotionally and psychologically to have friends and be able to talk with them and connect with them on different levels and uh, hopefully moving out wise get people to help you out and hopefully you have some place to live already mapped out because it's stressful trying to find some place while you're working. Yeah.
0: Amazing Fantasy 15 has another question they forgot to ask, which is aimed to me. What's the status of the Amazing uh, Spider-Man's Amazing Friends podcast reunion? He's waiting on the edge of his seat. Uh, I announced this on the front page that I'm trying to get the Amazing Friends back together from the 1980s cartoon, and so far I've got Firestar, the voice of Firestar, lined up. She's good to go. Uh, as far as Dan Gil- Gilvisian, who is uh, Spider-Man. Uh, I saw on his Facebook page that he recently had hip surgery. So, <laughs> Spider-Man pulled a hip. Uh, no, I, I, I sent a, <laughs> I sent another email to him, uh, actually yesterday, because I sent one at the end of September and I hadn't heard from him. Uh, Bertone talked to him at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm up for a show. Well, that's, uh, just email me through my website. And I did that, and didn't hear from him, and I sent him another email yesterday, and I still haven't heard from him. So, uh I've got one out of three f- Spider-Friends, and I I don't have a really good contact for Frank Welker, who is a very in-demand voice actor nowadays. He played uh, Bobby Drake, Iceman. He was also the voice of Megatron for the 80s cartoons. Hello, Prime! Exactly. That's... <laughs> Do we have them on the line here? I've got two out of three Spider Friends. Uh, no, but um, it, it's my goal to get the Spider Friends, all three of them together. I hope I can get three. If I can get two, I'll go with two. But uh, I uh, hope to make that podcast happen. If not this year, maybe next. Uh, R. Hagen from New Jersey. Uh, if you were made Marvel's editor-in-chief, what would you do to improve the company's fortunes? Kevin, you want that one?
5: Sure. Okay. Um, I would give Peter David complete control of the Spider Man line. Um, hopefully, he would restore the original timeline. I would trust he would do that, but I'm not going to tell him what to do. Yeah. Um, because he's Peter Frickin' David. <laughs> uh, I would cancel Aranya Girl and bring back Mayday Parker as Spider Girl. Um, I would make sure Peter David keeps writing X Factor for the rest of his life. Um. <laughs> And I would probably bring in a few other writers on Avengers uh, and and try to boil the line down a little bit, probably cancel New Avengers and just let Avengers stand on its own. Um, Sad, there's sadly, a lot of things I'd have
0: to do. Sadly, New Avengers is a better title than regular Avengers.
5: Uh, I only read the first several, maybe the first three or four issues of both, and I, I personally thought oh. Avengers was a lot better than New Avengers.
0: Oh. See, we disagree all the time. Just because I want to hear his answer... George, you're made editor-in-chief. What do you do?
3: Um, I would, uh, I would stop meddling or having people meddle with Spider-Man by committee. How do you I make a, pro- an- also,
0: you gotta realize, you gotta make a profit though, do
3: too. Yeah, no, I, I would get an editor and okay. a, and one writer, um, who actually understand the effing character <laughs> and, uh, and would do a good job. I would definitely bring the marriage back, because I think at this point that would actually bring a lot of fans back. And I think it would make the Spider-Man universe look a lot more like it used to. I would also have somebody kill off Carly and write off the other characters. Um, Normally, I wouldn't do that. Normally, I I wouldn't kill off somebody's characters. I make an exception for the Mary Sue uh, that is Carly. Um, Other than that, I would would work on distribution. Uh, I would take the rape out because I don't think the rape's helping anybody. Um, People would smoke again. Uh, I would take out rape and I would let people smoke again. There you go.
2: (laughs) <laughs> and um
3: and uh let me see, I would definitely uh lower everything to uh to three ninety or back to two ninety nine like d c was just doing. I wouldn't just half ass it and say, "Oh well, you know, haha. here we'll throw the people a little bone. no, I'd say, you know what d c's got a point uh these are tough times, we're trying to help everybody out, so let's drop everything back, maybe we can even get more people buying stuff. Uh, yeah, I forgot
5: that when I would do that too, definitely,
3: yeah, so that's. That, just right off the top of my head in a nutshell. I mean, I you know, without spending a year on it. Stella. Uh, Joe, who, hang
4: on, I'm sorry. Go ahead, I, Sarah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I've talked too much, but I really have something relevant to add. George, you remember many years ago when you started up, you and Alex started up Hero Realm, yeah. and somebody posed that question to you what would you do if you were editor in chief? And you would I make,
3: said I would hire Fettinger as the editor.
4: You would make well but the thing is you would make me the editor of the Spider Man line and then I right. wrote you an email back and I said, Well, oh great, you know, I'll do this and that and I said and I'll make Norman Osborne president of the United States <laughs> and I got this one sentence email that said, I wouldn't let you do that, J. R. And <laughs> damn yes. it, they damn near did it, George. I know, I know, I know. And
3: you know I it's uh yeah I'd have to I had to step in as editor in chief at that point. And I, and I and honestly I mean as with all the interesting stuff that's been done with Norman lately um it's going to be damn hard to make him just another Spider-Man villain again which is exactly what he needs to be.
4: Yeah. yeah. And I, I thought I mean, that was particularly funny though that you'd no, actually no. been asked that before. So. No it is and
3: I definitely remember saying back in the day I would definitely make JR. I don't think J.R. would take the job now. Um <laughs> you'd you,
4: you take the job and pay well, I would oh think. Oh, God, no, no. You wouldn't no. take it? Yeah, yeah oh, I think you no. take it. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, I mean, again, I mean, just because, I mean, just because I write these goofy articles or did write these goofy articles, editing, I mean, to be honest, you know, I mean, it involves managing people and, and keeping the production schedules and stuff uh, completely no. out of my uh, talent range. Give, without, it to the, uh, give it to DeFalco
3: Yeah, I would make DeFalco the yeah. Spider-Man editor. Yeah. JPD from New Jersey.
0: Stella, who is the most popular superhero of them all? And uh let you determine the criteria for what determines being the most popular, Spider-Man, Batman, Wolverine, Iron Man. Who is the most popular of all of them, Stella?
1: You know, to be honest, I think it's ultimately going to come down between Batman and Superman. And... I would go on the side of Batman, but I don't know if, like, even if, see, if you were to ask Michael Bailey, he would say Superman, because I'm more in league with Batman, so it's kind of difficult to say. Um, I really It's between those two, but I I, I don't think I'd be able to tell you.
0: Is Spider-Man number three in your opinion? Because my vote's Spider-Man. I'm biased, but
3: I I don't see Do You think
1: most popular out of all the heroes (laughs) that we have?
3: Yeah, I do. Worldwide, Superman is easily the, the 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 most popular superhero and easily instantly recognizable. More than Spider-Man. More than Spider-Man or Batman, and he's at, it, mostly because he's he's had a longer history of worldwide exposure than either of those two characters.
5: Hmm. Well, think about how many people, how many like tattoos and bumper stickers and stuff you see that are just that S symbol. Then why yeah. can't he? Well, much why why can't he get a
3: movie? <laughs> well, Brad, he is he's about to get a new movie I
0: know JR you've often said that you'd like to see Norman's agenda go beyond just making Spider-Man's life hell is there any other particular hero you really like to see Norman go toe to toe with that's kind of similar to what we said earlier yeah, yeah we already answered,
4: answered that, that. Yeah.
0: yeah we answered that earlier uh, Abdul Aziz from Location is Secret Identity Brad does spider Man's amazing friends feel too corny to you watching it now every Spider-Man animated series before Spider-Man the TNAS what is that the new animated series feels corny
3: I guess that means Spectacular Spider-Man.
0: Oh, okay. Um you know what? I really have, I, I can't look at Amazing Friends with a, uh, an eye of, uh, a critical eye because I love that show so much as a kid. And even when I look at it now, they, they quite, they play it quite often on, um uh, Disney XD and I still love the show. I mean, I, I it, it's a weird, weird concept for Spider-Man to have two amazing friends, but by God, I just love that thing. I, I, Looked forward to every Saturday watching that with a good big bowl of Lucky Charms. So, no, I can't. It's not too corny for me, even though it's a corny idea. I just loved it. It works in a corny way. J.R. Ultimate Universe has a better Spider-Man question uh, mark, Marvel Adventures question mark, or the Noir. Which one's got a better Spider-Man?
4: I was about to say, I mean, I'm not sure what he's asking this question relative to, relative to the regular continuity Spider-Man or just the three of them together. So I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what he's asking, no. but uh, uh, the amazing, nothing beats the original, although I would say he's going through a rough period now. Ultimate Spider-Man bores me. Marvel Adventures no. is, is, is not relevant. It's for kids. Noir is a very interesting concept, but has a limited shelf life.
0: Kevin, do you have any hope for Jeff Johns to write Amazing Spider-Man? None whatsoever. He's been exclusive to DC
5: for a while, and now he's DC's chief creative officer. So you're not going to see him stepping over the line to
0: Marvel. They're going to have to really piss him off or screw him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stell, in your opinion, Tatas. Whoa, Tatas. Now I won't be able to stop myself. You can
1: skip this. I can. What, what's yeah. You... Yeah, yeah. It's not even a question. Thread,
0: just skip it. Oh. Yay yeah.
1: boobies. Yay, yay, so boobies. she edited that out. Yeah, but go.
0: Extreme Spider from New York City, BD, you made my top three people list with the Spider-Man Amazing Friends. Any plans to get the latest four Spider-Man voice actors on the show? Any plans to have a Spider Jeopardy? Yes, we already said this. Is this why Bearman is on? Uh, no, Bearman's on because he's a good guy and he's funny as hell. And he is a fr- <laughs> he's a friend that stepped in at the last minute when I found out uh, Zack and Bailey couldn't do it.
5: And who didn't want to hear Berryman's impressions of Omit Part 4, really? Oh, no
0: doubt. It just worked <laughs> out perfectly, and I was so happy when he said yes. But didn't want to hear him. <laughs> yeah. uh, the voice actors of Spider-Man all on one show. My God, I'm having trouble getting the friends together. Uh Josh Keaton <laughs> has said he's game to talk about the Spider-Man game in the future. However, I don't want to really repeat podcasts I've already done too much. Uh But it'd be fun to get... uh Neil Patrick Harris, and he'd be really tough to get.
5: Yeah. yeah.
0: And um, uh, the kid from uh, the 90s show. Uh, Christopher uh, Daniel Barnes. Yeah, it, it'd be a hard. I can't find a contact info for Christopher Daniel Barnes to save my life. Uh, so it'd be Probably fun contact to
5: contact the game company.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. But I'm not having much luck. But I think it'd be fun. Uh Any advice, Stella, for high school freshmen?
1: Uh, be true to yourself. Don't follow in with a click or you know, just to be cool.
0: Uh, uh, George, since you listen to the show, we'll ask you this one: any memorable quotes besides "What's a fat one?" Oh, or boy. a General JR impersonation? What's what's so, one of your favorite thing from the
3: show? The J.R. impersonation that gave us uh, that gave us uh, Uncle Norman's crazy corn. The uh, <laughs> remember the uh, I the, love that. The, the graphic I made for that.
0: Yeah, uh, and awesome. then also.
3: Yeah, and then also the sound bites that you and JR threw out that allowed me to, uh, cut that mix, um for, uh, for the Stella and Bailey rapping. You that know? was a fun one. JR, did you ever hear that?
4: Yeah, yeah, I did hear it. It's
3: fun. Okay. Just to hear Jr. over and over again go, you know, <laughs> kick your ass, you know, <laughs> in a song. You know, I mean, it, it, it really it really let me explore the space, and I never got to thank Jr. for that. So thank you, Jr. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: mm. Kevin, what are your thoughts on the Marvel movies coming out in the le- next two years, which looks like it's going to be disappointing, and which one's going to be the best? Well, hopefully
5: uh, Avengers will be the best. I mean, with yeah. Joss Whedon at the helm, and they let him write his own script for it, uh, it's that should be a fantastic freaking movie. Uh, Captain America, so far, looks like it's going to be most disappointing. I mean, every time the director opens his mouth, my anticipation lowers. Yeah. And we just saw, we've seen pictures now of it. It was the stuntman, but pictures of the stuntman in the costume looked god-awful. So I've got absolutely no anticipation for that one at this point.
3: You know does look cool. You know what does look cool though, Kevin. What is is the Hydra stuff?
5: Yeah, and I don't have seen not the that. Hydra
3: stuff, oh, the Hydra stuff. it looks sweet. The Red oh, But I will
5: say though, uh, yeah. some of the actors they've got Hugo Weaving as the Red Skull and Sebastian Stan as Bucky and soon to be Winter Soldier in other movies. Uh, the, those are some great castings.
0: Yeah, and our last question from our good buddy Donna Mark from Nashville, Tennessee. Hello, gang. With the use of magic, love, and magic science being implemented into modern-day serious fiction storytelling, most clearly in omits. What are some other instances of *Dos*? Uh, uh, help me, Deus
5: Ex Machina*
0: or suspensions of disbelief that really took you out of the stories? Kevin, as a writer, what do you think?
5: Um, I'm going to completely spoil a Dean Koontz book for you here. Um, Damn it!
0: Just kidding. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, it's a, a book called Your Heart Belongs to Me that seemed – it was great up until the end uh, when you found out all this, this weird supernatural stuff that had been going on, all this unexplained stuff, was basically literally God telling him he's being a jackass. <laughs> and it was like there there is no worse deus ex machina than it literally was just God, and we've got no better explanation than that. That was the most – disappointing Deus Ex Mahina I have ever seen in my life. Yeah.
0: For this last one, we'll go around the bend. Stella, what What do you think of uh, stuff that takes you out of the stories? The um, match, love, magic, etc.
1: You know, Water for Elephants, it's been a very long time since I've read this, but I just remember that being wrapped up like a neat little bow, and, and everything worked out, and even though the <laughs> elephant was killed, the bad guy in the end got it as well, and I just thought, wow. Wow. Um, But other than that, I mean, a funny one, a funny use of Deus Ex Machina, uh, which, I mean, its purpose is to have it so very off the wall, is uh, Voltaire's Candide. Um, And that just works well. Like, you would think, oh, this guy, he's just not going to make it, and then out pops something that uh, helps him along. And its purpose is for that. So that's a positive effect of that.
0: Yeah, Jr. What do you think? Uh, Spider Man really doesn't belong in the uh the mystical Doctor Strange world. I don't think.
4: Uh, I I was going to say I saw a horsey and a ducky, but I changed <laughs> my mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. As as far as that question and the way it was asked, I I can't even conceive of an intelligent response to it.
0: So. Okay, George, what do you think, man? What takes you out of it?
3: Um, villains suddenly speaking like editors from CBR interviews. <laughs> That just you know, takes you, you out. You, you, yeah, when, when, when you can hold up something that, that one villain says and an editor says and you can't tell the difference uh, in the dialogue, yeah, that takes me out of the story. Because then you realize it's not really a story. It's just an order. Nice. All right,
0: uh, final thoughts around the bin. Kevin, before we wrap this show up with a
3: bow.
5: Well, um, as someone who was a huge fan of JR's Goblin Prince editorial series, I am now really looking forward to the Goblin Pimp series. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's
4: a great title. I, like that, <laughs> I have to him. credit you on that title. <laughs>
0: uh, what is it? Pitch bitter, have my pumpkins. <laughs> oh. <laughs> my goodness, Stella! Yeah, final thoughts. Off, oh, well, at- one more time, Stella. Final thoughts.
1: Um, Well, after going on an hour bike ride, getting a frantic message that the podcast is actually on an hour before I thought it was on, and sitting in my sweat for the past four hours, I'm ready to take a shower.
0: (laughs) Jr. final thoughts, sir, for October
4: 2010. I was about to say, I was trying to deal with the mental images that Stella's last statement just brought to mind, but uh, (laughs) all I can say is I'm an old man, I've been sitting on my ass for four hours, and I need to... (laughs) And I need my preparation H. Oh!
2: <laughs>
4: this is this is all taking a very dark oh, turn. Oh,
0: George, <laughs> final thoughts. It is
3: it has been a, a great um, a great bunch of fun being with you guys, and uh, I'm glad I got to step in for uh, for Bailey and Zach. And uh, I uh, I've had more fun than cornbread getting buttered.
0: <laughs> I can't top that, George. You were a good friend for doing this on such short notice. You always no bring the funny, and you're a good, good friend. So thank you very thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Adam. All right, gang. Wow, that was a long one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. I, I will. I will have to say this, not to blow smoke up George's ass, but usually I get a little restless when these things go. You know about. The three-hour mark. Yeah. it's been four hours. I know I've, through, I've, through, I, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, I have to give I have to give George a lot of credit. I mean, I I, I love getting together with you guys, but uh, I have to give George a lot of credit for for really keeping this thing uh, uh, interesting today. Oh yes, I agree. I agree, George. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, you, so Thank nice. you guys.
0: Thank you. And we'll wrap up the show right about there. Before we go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trade paperbacks. Another example is the Marvel Universe versus the Punisher hardcover. Now you're probably wondering, wait, this isn't Spidey related. However, it is. Spider-Man and Mary Jane play a big part in this miniseries, and it's really pretty good. I liked it a lot. Imagine the Punisher set in a world of zombies, with Spidey as the leader of the dead. Good stuff. The cover price, $19.99. Mail order has it for just $11.99, which is 40% off the cover price. So, check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your webmaster and host, Brad Douglas, for the Spiderman Crawlspace.com.